I'm Daisy. And I'm Terry. And this is the Monday Monday Mindset Mindset Podcast, Podcast. where we share things of interest to us and hopefully to you. So let's get started with episode number 149. So Terry, which episode from Quick Brain have we got today? (laughs) So you're going to surprise me and it's not going to be a Jim Quick episode. It's going to be something else. (laughs) Surprisingly, Daisy, it is not a Quick Brain episode, but I wish it were because... As always, I waited and I listened to podcasts throughout the week, over the two weeks between when it's my turn and not. And just, you know, I often don't pay attention. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, we're going to record. I have to hurry. (laughs) And I forgot to prep for this and woke up this morning. I thought, oh, shoot, I've got meetings and clients and what am I going to do? So the first thing I found that I wanted to listen to was an episode of The School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. Not known for its short episodes. (laughs) No, no, it's not. And fortunately, I do listen to most things on one and a half time. But here's what I want to preface this episode with. I think it's similar to something you shared with us recently in that I think this is a good preview of something that I'm excited to read. Ah. And guess who has a book? Who? Lewis Howes. Ah. So this was an interview that he did actually on someone else's podcast, but then shared it on his. Mm -hmm. It's an interview he did with a man named Ed Milet, who does his own podcast, but also is an entrepreneur, has made millions through a team approach business and is an entrepreneur that leads other people and teaches other people. So similar to Lewis Howes in some ways. Mm-hmm. And they seemed quite buddy-buddy throughout this episode. If you're like me and you don't always do well with a lot of you know talk between guys that say things like, oh, dude, and bro, and stuff... You have to picture that if they were a little bit older, they were saying things like, oh man, and brother, I hear you and things. So there was some chumminess, but it was really quite- It wasn't too great. No, it was actually, for me, actually kind of heartwarming because here are two big men, very successful financially and influence wise and physically dominating men who were really able to talk about feelings and talk about immediacy, talking about how they feel about each other. So it was really refreshing for me in that way. Mm. So the episode is called Three Fears Holding You Back in Your Life. And I thought it was going to be Ed Milet talking about three fears. And it actually was Lewis talking about his new book that's coming out. And the book is called The Greatness Mindset, Unlock the Power of Your Mind and Live Your Best Life Today. Many of our listeners might already know this about me, but I am really sold on the concept of mindset being key to almost everything. That if you can work on your mindset, you can make lots of things happen and you can make lots of things doable. And so I got very excited thinking about this book. And of course, I tend to have a bit of a crush on Lewis Howes and think he's pretty amazing. (laughs) So I'm pretty excited about this book. But what I wanted to share about this episode before we even really get into it, I think more than some of our other ones, this is going to be a little bit more of a discussion. I, I have some things to share from the episode, but 
This was not an episode where I took four pages of notes and want to regurgitate it all to you. It was really just a, a great listening experience that got me excited about wanting to read the book. Mm. So I think I'll have more detail after I read the book and come back. But really what they were talking about as they kind of got started. So Ed Milet is interviewing Lewis about his new book and you know, tell me more about why you wrote about this and tell me how you came to this and those kinds of things. And they're having a discussion about Lewis has this insight into processing things that have hurt us so that we can work through them so that they don't keep holding us back. And for the, anyone who isn't very familiar with Lewis Howes, or if we haven't said this before about him, he's very successful, again, financially and as an influencer, but early on in life, he had learning disabilities, so he got bullied in school and he was kind of left out quite a bit. He experienced sexual abuse, which he started sharing about 10 years ago. Then he was a, an athlete and he was a very competitive athlete, happened to be from a town not far from where I used to live when I lived in Columbus, Ohio. And um, he made it big into sports and he was hoping to go into the Olympics and go to the NFL. And then he experienced an injury that cut his, his football career short. But even now, as this prominent guy in the entrepreneur space, he talks openly about being sexually abused and, and what he's learned from that and how it has helped shape him. Which is really big, I think, especially to hear men talking about so it's big when anybody talks about it but i think men in particular shy away from talking about things like that so it's great to have such yeah a predominant role model like that talking about important things absolutely and he was talking about this whole concept of really working through our past hurts whatever they were so that they don't hold us back. And he said, you know, they all boil down to three fears. So here comes the, you know, the title of this episode, but the real episode was not just about these. But so the three fears are the fear of failure, the fear of success, and the fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. And when he said this, they started talking about it and Ed Milet like kind of lit up and he's like, oh, man, this just speaks to me so much. And so they talked about, you know, they were competitive, they were athletes. And so they really didn't fear failure because you knew a lot of times we're going to lose. And most of them, he described, most athletes are kind of coached. You have to be okay to fail. You're going to. We have to learn from it and we have to come back from it, mm -hmm. but we are going to fail. So he said, I, I didn't really have a fear of failure. And then he said, success. And sometimes when I talk about the fear of success, people are a little surprised and they think, oh, that sounds so weird. Why wouldn't I want success? But oftentimes it's more of our kind of um, deeper wounds that make success kind of threatening to us. But he said, look, I wasn't afraid of success. I was used to being successful and I wanted success and, and I sought it and I pursued it. But he said, what I realized is it was the fear of judgment that held me back. And then they launch into this whole conversation, something that you and I have talked about before. I talk about it all the time in my work, this sense of not feeling like we're enough. doesn't matter how successful your business is or how much your team is winning. If you don't feel like you are enough, lovable enough, or 
accepted enough that that fear of judgment holds us back from living our fullest life. I actually wrote this out word for word the way Lewis said it because I thought it was so powerful. He said, when talking about these three fears, failure, success, and judgment, he said, if we can look at these three fears and figure out which one of these is affecting me, because he could easily say, it's actually not the fear of failure. That one's not getting in the way. Oh, it's this one. So if you can kind of reflect on that and see which one of these fears is holding you back and then start to really explore what's the root cause of that fear? Where did I learn this reaction? And for many of us, it's going to be at a young age or an earlier stage in our lives, but really looking. And again, that this usually boils down to somehow feeling like we aren't enough and that we've got to succeed to prove that we're enough, or we've got to avoid failure to prove that we're enough, or we've got to resist any potential of judgment. And then he said this line, and and I probably listened to this line, I rewound it about 10 times so that I could write it out because I don't type really fast with my thumbs and I was using my phone. (laughs) But he said, when we can learn the art of loving and accepting ourselves authentically, For all of our flaws and all of our beauty, that's when we can start stepping in to true greatness. Mm -hmm. And as I listen to this, you can hear it in his voice, the passion that he says this and how committed he is to this concept of greatness. So I, I just really thought this was important. Loving ourselves and accepting ourselves all of our flaws, and all of these great things about us, that's when we can truly start stepping into true greatness. And he and Ed kind of go back and forth and talk again about, yes, this is exactly what I've experienced. Again, two highly successful men. Why are they experiencing this? But they recognize that they were experiencing successes and accomplishments, but weren't really allowing themselves to enjoy it. Actually, Lewis Howes talked about he would accomplish something, and then later when people were congratulating them, he'd be angry with them. He'd be almost disappointed after he achieved something. And it wasn't because he succeeded. It was because he didn't feel like he was enough. Keeps going back to that. Then they also talked about when they have found in their lives, when they haven't been open to allowing love in, seeking love, but not really letting people love them and keeping people at a distance. So this really struck a chord with me. Uh, Lewis talked about self-doubt, and he describes this as a dream killer. It's hard to have dreams and pursue them Mm. when you doubt yourself and you doubt your abilities and doubt Mm. your worth. He said the whole game of life is learning to believe in ourselves. So Ed Milet comes in, he says, well, I have a question for you. Do you think it's the fear of judgment from others Or the fear of judgment from ourselves that is the bigger issue. They both got kind of excited about this concept and dug into it a little more. I think it was Lewis that basically said that he believes it's ultimately it's the fear of self-judgment, but often we project that onto other people and we fear how they're going to judge us. But he said for him, it almost evolved into it's really about me judging and not accepting myself. And that keeps me cut off from this full living, this full embracing of it. Well, there's that kind of third element. I think we've talked about this before when it comes to judgment. 
Is it others judging you or is it you judging you? Or is it you imagining Mm -hmm. what other people are judging you for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess that's what you're saying about this sort of projection. It's your feeling. You would automatically say it's the fear of being judged by others. But actually, when you dig into it, often it's Mm -hmm. twisted in your belief about what other people are judging you for, not actually what other people are thinking. So it's like this doubling down. (laughs) And in this part of the conversation, I think it was during this part, they started talking about imposter syndrome. And anyone who knows me knows this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And sometimes when I bring it up, people are surprised, like, well, how could you have imposter syndrome? You know, you've accomplished this or you've done this. I struggle with imposter syndrome every single day. It's not about what you accomplish or how well you do something. It's again, going back to how do I perceive what doing this thing or not doing this thing or what other people are going to think about me about this thing? What does that say to me about my self-doubt, my insecurities, my fears? I still sometimes will go to a large meeting with a lot of people and I can get feedback that it went really well. But inside I'm wondering, was it really okay? Did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I say things the right way? Should I have done more? I'm doubting myself doesn't even matter what the feedback is. I didn't get any negative feedback. It's from me. It's coming from inside my own not trusting I am enough. Mm. That whatever effort I did, however I did this, it's enough. So I loved hearing two prominent millionaires, you know, achieving all the things that some people might think are great things to achieve, still face this imposter syndrome. And another kind of conversation they had during this is um, Lewis, again, was talking about his, um, his abuse history, and they were kind of processing it a little bit. And he talked about his own healing journey. And he started working on this like over 10 years ago and has done all different types of healing modalities and has really dug in. And he said, you know, the biggest thing I kind of learned from this is healing is a journey. It's not an event. It's not a one-time occurrence. And it made me think of like, if, you know, if you cut your leg, it heals and like suddenly it's gone. Mm. You don't keep looking at that spot and thinking, oh yeah, that's still there. It's gone. It's out of your awareness. But emotional healing, it's a longer journey. And I think from what he described and what I know as a therapist, it never just goes away. Mm. But it's more about what effect does it have for you now? Does it hold you back? Does it spark insecurities? Is it triggering? And that's how you know kind of where you are and your healing of this thing. But healing is an ongoing journey. It's not an event that you accomplish and then you're done. So he even recognized that he is still in his healing journey, even though he can talk so openly about it and it doesn't hold him back. He's still in that healing journey. They moved into this other topic that I thought was really helpful to me because oftentimes when I pick episodes for you and I to talk about, I get caught up on these words, success, how to live a successful Mm -hmm. life, how to be a success. And I think, you know, I'm listening to a lot of entrepreneurs, people who are buying and selling 
multi-million dollar businesses. Well, I don't really need to learn to do what they do a business to be a success or have a successful life. So what does that mean then? Is success because of money or is success because of earning something or winning something? And he, if you notice, uses the word greatness. So school of greatness, his book has this in the title. And he said for him, the difference is success is kind of self-motivated. I want this accomplishment. And, you know, you could even look at it as kind of selfish. It's for me. And greatness is about achieving and creating or whatever that same goal, but it's about what it brings to others as well. Right. It's in service of others. Right. They then talked about like kind of having their, I don't remember what they called it, basically their purpose statement. And Lewis Howes talks about having this in a one sentence description that you can say, this is my purpose. And his is something like, every day I want to be influencing hundreds of thousands of people for greatness. So it's not just, I want to win the Olympics, or I want to do this cool thing, or I want to make a million dollars. It's, I want this for what it brings me, but also what it brings and serves, how it serves other people. And I thought that was such an important distinction. And I hope I remember that. And I hope listeners might hold that close to them. When when I'm talking about being a successful person, I'm not using some kind of measuring stick that's about money or degrees or honors, but it's about impact and feeling fulfilled in your own life and I think part of that comes from part of it being about being of service to other people. Yeah, you say it's an interesting distinction. It's a much more success is more something that you gain, mm-hmm. something that you win, the prize at the end. Mm-hmm. The greatness is more something that you share with others. And it's something you embody, really. Mm. Success is a, a point on a continuum. Like, oop, yep, I made it there. Whereas greatness is a way of being, mm. doing great things, accomplishing things, but doing it with heart and doing it with vision for impact of you and other people in your life. I'm not sure I said this well enough in the beginning, but this to me was not an episode of, oh my gosh, they're going to tell us the 10 things to do and I need to write down those 10 things. It was more just listening to their conversation and their dynamic and their, their interaction was so great. But one of the takeaways for me that Lewis talked about as well is that I've always believed this, but he gave another example of it, basically that having goals and working toward things is awesome, but it's really to be experienced and viewed as its journey and not just the outcome. So one of his goals was to be on the U.S. Olympic team, and he was good in a lot of sports. And he eventually did make it onto the Olympic team. I think it's handball. And I don't remember why, but he actually had to miss the competition. So he did not get to compete in the Olympics. But he said, that's not what matters. It's not that original goal of, I want to compete on the Olympic team and win. It was what he experienced by being in the journey of making the Olympic team and training with them and traveling with them that that's where the fullness of life comes in. And so often I think many of us have a specific goal, a career goal, a weight loss goal, a health goal. And we forget that it's really about 
Who am I learning to become in pursuit of this goal, not the goal itself that is most important? Mm. So you can probably tell I got pretty excited about this episode, even though I don't have a bunch of bullet points to share, just so many cool things about their dialogue that I think come through in many of the episodes that you and I pick about how do we keep evolving? How do we move toward fulfilling our lives mission even more? And it just helped me to listen to these two men talk so openly about their insecurities. They did spend a good bit of time talking about their spirituality being a part of this. And not that I don't think either of them were basically saying, yeah, and your spirituality should be this. They were really just alluding to we're all on some form of a spiritual journey. Life has meaning to you. And whatever that is, is part of this journey. And so they talked specifically about their journey. Lewis Howes also told some stories about his his dad that I'd, I'd never known and fascinating. Um, but he fairly recently lost his dad. His dad died. But he also really technically kind of felt like he lost his dad I don't even remember, maybe 13 or 15 years ago when his dad was in a, a really bad accident and lost much of his functioning. And, you know, he would sit there and have a conversation with Lewis, but not remember. And he'd be, you know, did you play football at one time? And mm -hmm. just really lost a lot of that from the way his relationship with his dad had been. So they just processed this loss and all of the lessons that he had learned from his dad. So honestly, I don't know if people aren't even excited about reading the book. I really encourage people, if you like listening to this kind of stuff, go listen to them. It's so honest of conversation to listen to that that's one of the things that has always drawn me to Lewis House. One of my favorite episodes of his, it was with Wim Hof and some other men. I don't even remember who the men were. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> where they went and trained with Wim Hof and they just had these insightful, in-depth, emotional conversations that it was so cool to get to hear. So I highly encourage listening to this episode, thinking about these concepts and maybe even reading the book. It sounds like a really good discussion. I always like it when you get to hear much more or certainly less formal, really informal and intimate conversations and find out things about somebody that you like listening to when you get to hear them talk a lot more about their own lives mm -hmm. is a really yeah a really enjoyable episode mm -hmm. I've mentioned before I think Adam Buxton his podcast I always really enjoy and I really enjoy the episodes where he will have those kind of conversations and and you find out some new little nuggets of information about him mm -hmm. and some you know some things that are touching or some things that you know you wouldn't normally think of sharing but and it's quite often it is when he's having a chat with somebody that he's quite friendly with or somebody mm -hmm. that he's known for a long time. And you can imagine them kind of forgetting that they're recording a podcast and they get into the kind of intimate conversations that they'd have 
off air you can almost imagine them sort of getting to the end and Mm -hmm. and reminding themselves oh actually you know we're recording a podcast here and we hadn't necessarily expected to have that conversation Mm -hmm. but it's a it's a wonderful insight for the the people who are listening you really get to know them a bit better and it brings an extra layer doesn't it to the things that you listen to them for absolutely i feel that way with jim quick (laughs) seeing as how we started by talking about him today knowing more about his early development and how he came to develop these skills. And it made him knowing these skills more meaningful to me. It's not just like, Mm. okay, this guy learned some skills and he's going to teach them to me. But it's like, wow, he has accomplished amazing things coming from a really difficult place. His skills mean even more to me now listening. And so again, with Lewis Howe's knowing a little bit more about his background, I can get lost in the kind of stardom of him. Like, wow, he's so amazing. Could you imagine getting to talk with him? He's just so amazing. But then to hear him like, oh yeah, he grew up in that town 20 miles away from where I lived for 15 years. And he was jobless for a while living on his sister's couch. And he recovered and is thriving having processed his past traumas like he's one of us you know mm-hmm. um he's not some unique person who just rose to fame and greatness he really developed that so i agree listening to them as people not just content experts or experiences but really listening to them as people makes a big difference for me especially when you hear People like that talking about struggles they have with things like imposter syndrome, you think, I can't imagine anyone would have those kind of struggles. You know, somebody who has the success, the greatness, the the level of achievement they have, how can they possibly have, you know, struggle with those kind of things that I do? Mm -hmm. So it is reassuring when somebody talks about things like that. Because I think that is a massive stumbling block. And I suppose the I suppose that comes down to the the fear of judgment. That's the category that comes into, is it, imposter syndrome. It's certainly something I I struggle with a lot of the time. And it is, when you were saying self-doubt is a dream killer and comparison with others, I think, is a is a dream killer. Imposter syndrome is a dream killer. It I know it shuts me down. You're sort of you you start dreaming and you start thinking, oh yes, I could do this and I could make this of this and that and and then that sneaky little part of your brain comes in and says, Oh yeah, but hey, there's um, you know, there's Mrs. X doing this and Mr. Y doing that mm-hmm. and they're already doing it and they're doing it really well shut those dreams down because what's the point of you doing mm-hmm. it when there are other people already out there doing it better than you could ever do it so what's the point yeah let's come up with a new dream That's right that we can then shut down <laughs> by comparing to somebody else because there's always going to be somebody else very unlikely that you're going to have a dream that nobody's mm-hmm. dreamt before and is doing already and the recognition that pursuing things leads me open to vulnerability that people can see it. People can have opinions about what I'm doing. I remember, Daisy, when you first asked me to do a podcast, and I'm using the word ask nicely, but <laughs> you know, when you first kind of arm wrestled me into doing a podcast, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be out here vulnerable to people 
criticizing, people not liking it, people having opinions that maybe played up some of my own insecurities or fears. So it was easier just not to engage it. I'm really glad you were persistent. (laughs) Um, But that imposter syndrome, that self-doubt can really interfere with us taking risks, trying things, you know, putting in some more effort, tweaking things, engaging in things that seem a little bit um, scary or threatening. So yeah, I, you know, obviously I'm pretty geeked about this episode and I could go on and on about it, but I think it is just one of those comes from a place of genuineness when you hear these two guys talking and really thinking about, as I said, even if you don't end up listening to it, to think about, am I holding myself back due to a fear of judgment? And if so, can I start poking some holes in that and and not giving it that power, (laughs) not letting it hold me back anymore? Yeah, I feel like we need to circle back round to something like a growth mindset episode. I'm sure that comes into that, doesn't it? Isn't there something when she talks about with the growth mindset of the difference between being inspired by other people and with that kind of not getting lost in the comparison, but using other people's example as inspiration Mm -hmm. that drives you forward, that gives you a growth mindset rather than shutting down. It is often easier said than done, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it sounds very interesting. And so when's the book out? Is it out soon? How long will we have to wait to hear a report back about the new book? I'm just looking to see what the publishing date of it was because it is out. It says that it was published March 7th of 2023. So it has recently oh, been released. So it's already out. That's right. Is there an audio version? That's what we need to know. <laughs> I am just guessing not yet. I have not even searched for it yet. But I see on Amazon, it says a Kindle version and a hardcover. It is not listing an audible version. They need to hurry up with that bit then because we know we're both too lazy to read books. What I don't know, I say we both. <laughs> I think you do actually occasionally read actual books, don't you? I do occasionally, but here's the dilemma for me with reading books. One, I'm not a very fast reader, and so I get distracted easily. So I, I read a little bit, and then I have to kind of backtrack. And I read a little bit and backtrack, and then I get distracted because of the dogs, the laundry, the this, the that, and then I just lose track of it. But when I'm listening to it, I can get up and change the laundry and keep Mm. listening so it doesn't throw me off. Even if you get a bit distracted, they're carrying on talking and some of it's going in at least. That's right. And I can take it into my car and plug it Mm. in and keep listening while I'm driving for half an hour. So I make so much more progress when I'm listening. You can get through a book reasonably quickly. That's right. That's right. And yet I know there's something about the physical act of reading and touching the book that's really great for me. I just haven't prioritized that enough lately in the past couple of years with Audible now. So I read a ton of books by listening to them now. Mm. So this one is not available yet, but they need to hurry up with this that. one might be worth actually <laughs> touching the book. Well, I look forward to hearing more about the book at some point in the future. And this episode definitely sounds like a good listen. You should go and listen to that too. Absolutely, Daisy. Have a great week, everybody. Have a wonderful week.